0: My name is Patrick McGillivray, and I'm an experienced marathoner, ultra runner, master life coach, and weight loss coach for runners. I've learned that running more and eating less does not work for weight loss, and that there's a better way. Now I help runners like you to get leaner and get stronger so you can run faster and run longer than you ever thought possible. This is Running Lean. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 52 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGilvray, the weight loss coach for runners, and today the topic is looking back and moving forward. I want to take a look back over lessons learned in 2020, and I want to talk about what it means to move forward into this new year, 2021. And contrary to what I see plastered all over social media, (laughs) I don't think 2020 was that bad of a year. At least it wasn't for me. I accomplished more in my life this past year. I feel like I've grown more in this past year than I have in like the last five years combined. Yes, I had to overcome a lot of personal struggles this year. And yes, I had to blow past my own limitations this year. But regardless of all that, I'm not choosing to look back on this year as a dumpster fire. You know, I'm not looking at 2020 as the worst year ever. In fact, I want to say that I think 2020 has been one of the best years of my life. So in this episode, I'm going to be looking back at 2020, I'm going to share some of the valuable lessons that I learned, and I hope you've learned as well. And I'll be focusing on um, and, and I'll be talking about what I will be focusing on as I move forward into 2021 and some things that you can start thinking about focusing on as you move forward into the next year. Before we get into all that, though, please come check us out on Facebook. Just search for the Running Lean Community. It's a bunch of cool people, is what it is, all hanging out, talking about running, sharing stories, encouraging each other, supporting each other. It's a very positive uh, group of people, and you should definitely come check us out. Just search for Running Lean Community on Facebook. Also, I wanted to let you guys know that starting January 3rd, I'm opening the doors to the Running Lean Monthly Coaching Group. Right, this is my monthly coaching program where you get access to all of my online courses, including my flagship, my flagship program called the Weight Loss Training Course for Runners that shows you exactly how to become an efficient fat burning machine. You also get live coaching calls with me and fellow runners. Um, so if you want uh, coaching and encouragement and support and accountability, So that you can hit your goals going into this new year, this is the group for you. Also, we're going to be doing this cool and very powerful goal-setting workshop called Achieving the Impossible in 2021 that you definitely don't want to miss. So you can find out information all about this. Just go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash join. I want you to make 2021 your year. Make it your best year yet. Become that badass runner that you've always wanted to be. Join the monthly coaching group, and I will help you get there. And so will your other runners, okay? RunningLeanPodcast.com forward slash join. Okay, let's talk about this past year. Uh, Oh, first of all, I wanted to mention this. This is episode number 52 of the podcast. That means that we have now a full year's worth of podcasts, if you listen to one each week. So, the first episode came out the first week of January last year, so we are coming up on the anniversary. But basically, we've got a whole year of podcasts under our belt. Oh my gosh, that is so fun. This is very exciting. You know, most podcasters when they when they start out, um, I think the average is something like they they get to like episode number seven and then they just quit. <laughs> That's not how I roll. That is not how I roll. So I feel good about uh, the content that I'm sharing with you guys. I hope you enjoy these podcast episodes. I know I have a lot of fun making them. I love sharing these ideas and I hope it's helpful in some way. And if you find it helpful, you could always hit up iTunes and leave a, a quick review and, and tell everybody else how much you love it. But uh, yeah, a whole year of podcasts. That's very, very cool. So let's talk about uh, lessons learned. Let's talk about The lessons that I've learned in 2020, and this is not everything I've learned, but these are some of the key lessons that I learned that I wanna share with you that I think um, you can probably relate to. So the first lesson I learned in 2020 was that I am stronger than I thought I was. That I am a much stronger person than I give myself credit for. You know, I struggled a lot with adversity at the beginning of this year. I was going through a divorce. I got a couple of uh, work furloughs. I got furloughed from two jobs. There was a lot of financial insecurity happening in my world. Um, We were in, we had just started this global pandemic and everything was shutting down and, and it was, this was hard for me. This was a very challenging time for me This was in a very emotional time for me. And um, here's the thing though, I can look back on all that now and say, wow, I made it through all of that. And I feel like I'm in a better place now. I feel stronger now than I did at the beginning of this year, for sure. I feel like I'm a different person now than I was at the beginning of 2020. And all that emotional stuff that I had to deal with, I had to learn Um, how to kind of experience all those emotions, Um, how to feel my feelings. And I learned also that, you know, your emotions can't kill you, Um, that it's just a a feeling you feel in your body and they they do pass. Sometimes it takes a while. But things like, you know, going through a divorce, that was very tough on me. It forced me, (laughs) very much forced me out of my comfort zone right? I was kind of forced to start over, right? Here I was on my own and uh, just got to figure everything out again. It's starting from scratch in a way. But what was cool is that I decided early on this year that I wasn't going to let this break me. I wasn't going to let this thing that was happening in my life, you know, damage me or or weaken me. I I was going to get through it and I was going to be stronger on the other side of that. It's like when you go to the gym and you and you uh you have to lift weights and like tear down your muscles in order to build them back up again, right? It's kind of the same thing. Sometimes you have to go through this tough stuff mentally and emotionally so that you can kind of build that mental and emotional strength that you need to get stronger. Because, you know, if everything's just going hunky-dory in your life, you don't have to really work those mental and emotional muscles, right? So this, this kind of adversity that I was going through, these tough times that I was going through, forced me to become mentally and emotionally stronger. I had to endure some pain. But I decided I wasn't going to wallow in it. I wasn't going to indulge in it. I was going to allow that pain to be there, process it, and move through it. And I found out something interesting about me that I can get through a lot of stuff. I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. I've, I, I quit drinking. I, I went, <laughs> this is my second divorce, by the way. <laughs> I had cancer. I've been divorced twice. I, I quit uh, drinking. I was, you know drinking too much and had to stop. That was very challenging. All these things that I've gone through. And each time I, I go through something like that and I come out the other side, I feel like I get a little bit stronger. And this year, there was a lot going on. And I think I, I got much stronger. I think I'm much stronger than I thought I was. That I don't give myself enough credit sometimes for how strong I am. You know, and, and earlier this year, I would have told you that I can't handle this. There was times where I was literally like thinking, I don't know what I'm gonna do here. I, I can't handle this. I don't know if you've ever been there in that place. It's, it's a terrible place to be, honestly. It feels terrible. But I did handle it. Somehow I managed to get through one day at a time. And then here I am, you know, 12 months later. And I feel amazing today. I'm in a really good place today. And I kind of, I kind of look back at these tough times and say, mm, I'm sort of glad that happened now. Isn't that crazy that we can say that? Like we go through these things that are terrible and we, we wish for anything that they could just be different. Just make all this pain go away. Mm, but that's how you learn. That's how you grow. That's how you become more of who you want to be. So that was a very, very profound lesson that I had to learn this year, that I am much stronger than I give myself credit for. Another big lesson I learned this past year is all about what I can and what I can't control. So here's what what I've learned that I can control. I can control my own thoughts, my own feelings, and my own actions. What I think, how I feel, and what I do. That's what I can control. You know what I can control? Everything else that I didn't just mention. (laughs) That includes what other people think, what other people, what emotions other people have, what other people do. That includes what other people think about me, or how they feel about me, or what they do or don't do to me, you know? All this stuff, like, it sounds so simple, right? And, and I think we all kind of understand this intellectually, right, that you can't control other people. But do you believe it? Do you really believe it? Do you live it? Or are you always just wishing people would do things your way? I know that's the way I was living for a long time. I was a pro at trying to control other people, especially my partner for the last nine years. You know, I didn't really see it at the time, but looking back on it, I can, I can very clearly see, I was always trying to get her to think and act my way. And if she would just do that, everything would be fine, right? <laughs> if they would just do things our way. Wouldn't everything just be perfect? But trust me, I have to tell you something. It does not work. The only person that was miserable and frustrated all that time was me. Okay, so really, I had to take control of the things that I could control my own thoughts, feelings and actions. And this was how I was able to finally lose weight. I mean, this is how I was able to, you know, do things like um, run a marathon this year and run an ultra marathon this year Um, because I wasn't blaming other people. And that leads me to my next lesson. The next lesson I learned this past year, which is that not only do I know what I can and can't control, but I've learned how to take radical responsibility for everything in my life. Radical responsibility for everything in my life. I have this t-shirt and it says in giant, it's a black t-shirt and it says in giant white letters, it's all my fault. And some people see that and they, they don't understand what it means, but here's what it means. It means that everything I have in my life, everything that's happening to me, every result that I get in my life, whether it's good or bad, it's all my fault. You know, if I'm having a good day, that's my fault. If I'm having a bad day, it's my fault. And here's the thing. People think, oh, that's terrible. How's everything your fault? But I have to tell you, this is Bad news, yeah, but it's also good news. It's bad news because, well, here's the thing, you can't blame anybody else anymore for how you feel Now things are going with you. It's good news because you get all your power back. You are in control, all right? And this kind of goes along with taking control of your own thoughts, feelings, and actions, taking radical responsibility for everything that you have in your life. So when I'm constantly blaming other people, and I did this for so long, you just you're in a place of of blame. You're in a place of shunning responsibility. Everything is happening to you, and you have no control. That's a very uh, disempowering place to be. So, for example, when I was uh, when I found myself. Forty pounds overweight at the beginning of this past year. Um, I was trying to figure out how to lose weight. I was trying all these different things, and you know, one of the things that I remember thinking to myself was, "If she, this is my partner at the time, you know, if she would just stop stressing me out all the time, I'd be able to stick to my eating plan." You know, if if things were just different here in this relationship, maybe I would wouldn't be so stressed out all the time. And I could just stay on track here. I wasn't taking ownership of my actions. And I wasn't taking ownership of the results either. Because for the past few years, I had kept putting on weight and kind of blaming other people for that. Very disempowering place to be. It gave all my power away to somebody else. But when I decided to take responsibility when I decided to be the cause of all of my results. In other words, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and looking at these extra 40 pounds on me. I'm like, this is your fault. This is your fault. This is a very empowering place to be because now I have the power to change that. But when you're always blaming somebody else for where you are, you give all your power away. They're in control. You're you're giving control to somebody else. This is not a good idea. And I hear this a lot of times from clients who tell me um, why they can't stay on their eating plan. And they give me all these excuses and they talk about, you know, uh, work is very stressful or, you know, my husband is very, um, you know, unsupportive or, you know, I just had a bad day or whatever it is, and and there's always, they're all external circumstances, people usually, other people, my boss yelled at me, my husband was being a jerk, whatever it is, and and they're basically saying, okay, I can't do what I really want to do here in my life because of what somebody else said, and then that's just a very victim kind of place to be, and you don't want to live your life that way, you know? When I stopped blaming other people and I started asking myself, Hey, okay, dude, you have gained 40 pounds. What are you going to do? How can I take 100% responsibility for where I am and for where I want to be? How can I take hundred percent responsibility and make this happen for me? How can I lose this weight? What am I going to do? It doesn't matter what other people think or other people say or other people do. Nothing, none of that stuff matters. I wanted to be the cause, not the cause of where I am and the, and the cause of where I wanted to be. How can I make this all my fault? This is a crazy mindset shift. Honestly, think about this. If you stop blaming and just start taking responsibility for everything in your life, how good running is going for you, whether or not you're injured, if you're losing weight or not, if you stay on your food plan or not, how you're doing with work, with your business, with your kids, with your relationships. When you take 100% responsibility, it is a game changer. It's a crazy, crazy mindset shift. Not something a lot of people think about. People just want to blame others all the time. You don't have to do that. Big big lesson learned for me this year. Here's another one. (laughs) this one, I looking back on it, I was like, I didn't even realize this is a thing. But here's, here's the lesson I learned. I can change anytime I want. I can always change my mind about anything. So can you. So I'm 54 years old now. For the past 15 years, I've been vegetarian and then plant based And this was, you know, working for me. I thought this was the best way to go for me. Uh, Until it kind of stopped working, right? I was eating a lot of processed foods. I was eating way too much sugar. Um, I gained all this weight. I was still running a lot, but it wasn't working. Running, Running was not helping me lose weight. I wanted to feel good about what I was eating. I wanted to just go back to eating real food, whole food as close to nature as possible, food that our ancestors would have eaten. And I decided that I was going to make a big change and I went back to eating meat again. And I I thought like I could never do that. Like that's just not who I am. What What are people gonna think of me? What am I gonna think of me? You know? And I have to tell you that it was like one of the most liberating things I have ever done to just say screw it, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm going to do what I think is best for me. There's a radical concept, (laughs) right? But I can always change, I can change my mind about anything I want at any time. I don't have to be so dogmatic about this stuff. And that was stressing me out. I felt very dogmatic about being a plant-based athlete, you know, and like I was gonna get ostracized from some club if I started eating meat again. And, you know, there's probably people out there that have like unfollowed me or whatever you want to call it. I I don't really care. It doesn't matter. I'm doing what I think is best for me. So I went back to eating meat again and I've never felt better. I lost the 40 pounds. I feel great. I'm stronger than ever. Running has been amazing for me this year. So it really doesn't matter how old you are, how long you've been doing the same things. You can change anytime you want. You can change your mind. You can always learn new stuff. You can grow. You can evolve. You can become anything and anyone that you want in your life. You don't even have to have a good reason to do it. You just have to feel good about it. Okay. So this was a big one for me, and and I love this because it's kind of freeing because it, it means like you can I can change again. What am I going to do this year? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but the thing is like we don't have to be stuck where we are. We can always make different choices and change. All right, here's another lesson I learned, and this is a big one, um, that failure is not optional. It's actually required. Now, this might sound counterintuitive because I know a lot of people you know, have these t-shirts and memes that say like, failure is not an option. And um, I'm like, no, I think failure is completely an option. I think it's actually a requirement And for me, anytime I set out to accomplish some big goal, you know, um, for example, uh, when I became a fat adapted runner, this took me a long time, but I, um, I felt terrible for a long time. Every time I went out for a run, when I stopped eating sugar, I felt terrible and I had no gas in the tank. You know, my body was not used to running on fat. And it took me a long time before I started feeling better and before running got easier. But every time I went out there to run and my legs felt heavy, and I was like, this feels awful. This is not working. This sucks. Like, I feel like a failure. This I went on for weeks, by the way. I had a lot of what you would call failures. I think it took me like over eight weeks to become fully fat adapted to where, uh, my body was an efficient fat burner and, um, running started becoming super easy and actually much, much better. Um, but had I like given up at some point, I'd never be where I am today. You know, I've done some pretty amazing things this year. Um, because I am fat adapted, you know, I ran a marathon, ran a 50 K, with zero calories, and was able to do that because I'm such an efficient fat burner now. There's this quote. I don't know who said it, but it's like every success is built upon a f- pile of failures. I love that quote. Because what it means is that if you want to accomplish something big, if you want to succeed, that you have to sort of fail your way there. And a lot of people don't like to even use the word failure. They're like, oh, we won't even talk about. It. There's no such thing as failure. And I'm like, yeah, there is. You try something, it doesn't work. That's a fail, and it's fine. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything bad. All it means is that you did something that didn't work. And I see this with my clients all the time who are trying to, you know, change their their diet, and they and they're trying stuff, and it's not working, and they feel like a failure, and they just want to quit. And I'm like, we just learned something that didn't work. Let's try something else now. How many times are you willing to fail? Because if you, if you decide ahead of time that failure is a requirement to succeed, that it's not optional, that it will happen, you will fail, and that it's how you get to that big goal that you want, then you learn to embrace the failure. When I set out to do something big, I know that there's going to be failures along the way. And that's cool with me. I plan on it. I look forward to it now. (laughs) And I'm like, I know it sounds stupid. Oh, I look forward to failing. But in a way, it's like, let's get these out of the way. Let's learn what we need to learn so that I can get to this big goal. So I have learned that failure is not an option. It's actually required. I'm not afraid of failure. I plan it, I look forward to it. And it's just part of the process, you know? Another uh, big lesson I learned is that it is the challenges that actually change us. So when we go through these big challenges, we grow. The harder the challenge, though, the more we grow. I hate that it works that way, but it does. You know, if if you just go through tiny little challenges, you grow a tiny little bit. But when you have to face big challenges, then you grow in a big way. And I've learned to embrace these challenges. I've learned to embrace the discomfort because I know that when I do, that I become more. I become more of who I want to be. And I can't tell you how many people avoid this. They avoid discomfort at all costs. They wanna just stay in their comfort zone because it's scary out there. It's uncomfortable. So they only do these little, easy, tiny things. But what does that do for you? you don't really grow. You don't have this expansion of yourself. So for example, I was going to stay small this year. And uh, halfway through the year, I'm becoming fat adapted. I'm starting to feel better. I'm running with some friends. They're training for a marathon, but I'm like, I'm only doing a half marathon. I don't do marathons anymore. This is, these are too hard. Marathons are too hard. I'm not doing that anymore. and it felt like it was outside my comfort zone. I didn't run a marathon last year. I ran just one half or maybe two half marathons last year. But I, I haven't run a full marathon in a couple of years. And it just seemed like something I didn't want to do. Too hard, too uncomfortable. I didn't want to go there. But at some point, I just made a decision. You know what? Screw that. I want to be more. I want to push myself. I want to see what I can do. I want to blow my own mind, so you know what? I'm I'm in. I'm going to run this marathon with you guys. So I trained for it. I ran it. <laughs> it was amazing. And then, like seriously, like just uh, about a month later, I find myself running a 50k, and I'm like, okay, well, this is hard. This is something that's big, and I didn't think I was going to be doing again. I mean, here I am at the earlier this year thinking I'm never going to run a full marathon again, and I ran a marathon and a 50K within a span of like five weeks. It's crazy, right? Why? Because I decided that it was these big things that, the, the hard things are what I embrace that, I, th- that make me bigger and better. It's the big challenges that change us in big ways. In, in the beginning of this year, I completely changed my diet. You know, I stopped eating all that plant-based stuff, all the processed food, stopped eating sugar, and started eating meat again and all this stuff. This is a big, huge change. This was very challenging for me at first. I didn't know what to eat. I hadn't eaten meat in like 15 years. That big change, though, is what got me to where I am today. It's, it's how I became who I am today. It's why I do what I do today, because I went through this massive shift in my diet and the way I looked at food, my relationship with food, the way I look at exercise, all of that stuff. The bigger the challenge, the bigger the change. It's the challenges that change us. And why not go big? All right, that was another amazing lesson I learned. And then um, one other lesson I learned, uh, and this is the last one I'll talk about. Uh, there was other lessons I learned too, but. These are just the key ones, the ones that really stuck out with me. The last one was this. I can do anything I set my mind to. I can do hard things. I can accomplish some big-ass goals. (laughs) I figured out that if I adopt the right mindset, that I can do anything I want. And so can you. You know, for so long, I struggled with my weight. I just felt gross. I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was fat, and I felt doughy and I was ashamed of myself. I'm this like ultra runner and I can't even button my pants anymore. (laughs) I didn't have any love for myself at all. My self-esteem was down the toilet and every time I tried to lose weight, I failed. Struggle was real. I knew that if I really wanted to lose weight and if I really wanted to keep it off for good, which I did, I wanted to completely change how I looked at food and everything, I knew that in order to do that, I would have to develop this entirely new relationship with food. And so I kind of asked myself, like, what would that mindset look like? Who would I have to become if I wanted to have a whole new relationship with food? Because I knew the only way I was going to sustain this was that I had to change the way I looked at food, the way I thought about food, the way I felt about food. And I was able to do it, but I, I had to get my mind right. First, I had to, I had to like adopt this new identity of like, I'm a person who eats this way. I was no longer a person who eats, um, four bowls of cereal in the morning. I was a person who eats bacon and eggs. And now this is just who I am. This is the way I eat. This is what I do. It's a habit, it's a way of life. It's simple, easy, effortless. Really, it is. And I feel like there's this incredible freedom knowing that with the right mindset, I can create anything I want in my life, any result that I want, any goal that I want. It all starts and ends with mindset. So I can do anything I set my mind to. And you know what? A crappy mindset will get you crappy results every single time. But an expansive, positive, creative mindset will get you amazing, positive results every single time. So you can do anything you want. Just got to have the right mindset. So those are the big lessons I learned in 2020. I'm going to take all these lessons and, and slide into 2021 and armed with these lessons and um, make this just an amazing year. I'm very excited. And so, here's a couple things moving forward that I want to talk about. Here's a couple things I'm going to be focusing on going into 2021. First of all, I want to focus on this idea of um, accomplishing the impossible. So, I want to do things next year that seem so big and so crazy that they just seem impossible. So I have running goals, I have fitness goals, I have business goals, I have personal goals, I have all these different goals. And, they, and, and for each one of these, I have something that seems impossible for me. Because here's the thing, why aim for tiny little goals? Because what if you get them? Why not you for big, huge, impossible goals? Because what if you get them? So here's one of my goals. I'm not going to share all these with you right now. Um, Some of these I'm not ready to share with people, but I am going to share this one because I've been posting about it on Facebook. So I have this goal. This is one of my fitness goals that I'm going to learn how to do a handstand. So why do I want to do this? Well, for me, this seems impossible. I think it is super hard. When I see people that can do handstands, I'm like, that person is a total badass, (laughs) It's super hard. It requires uh, arm strength, shoulder strength, and core strength. It requires balance, coordination. It requires a lot of patience and a lot of practice. And I've never been able to do something like this. I wasn't in a gymnastics or anything like that, you know. And and this is just something that's way outside my comfort zone and has always seemed impossible for me but I I think it's just so badass. So I am practicing doing a handstand every single day. I'm I'm learning what it takes. I'm practicing a little bit every day. I'm working on building strength, building core strength, building balance, all these things. And um, I will be honest with you, I'm failing a lot. (laughs) This is one of those things where I'm like, literally falling on my face quite often. Um, so, and this is just one of my goals, but this is just an example of, of something that I'm, I've set out to do. And you know what? I'm going to keep you guys posted on, on the, the handstand uh, progress, how I'm doing, because it is fun. Um, and I feel like I can get there. It's going to take a while though. I'm still working on the whole being comfortable, being upside down. Like that just, I just doesn't feel normal to me. Um, and I'm really off balance. So I'm, I'm building my strength, but the balance, Ooh, that's going to take a little while. So think about what you want for an impossible goal. Um, maybe you want to run a half marathon or a full marathon. Maybe you want to do your first ultra, like a 50 K, or maybe you want to do like something you've never thought possible, like run a hundred K or a 50 mile or hundred miles. Maybe you want to lose a lot of weight instead of thinking, well, me, I could probably lose 10 pounds. Why don't I shoot for like 30 pounds or 40 or 50 or 100 pounds? Maybe like you want to quit eating sugar. Totally get off of that or quit drinking alcohol. Whatever it is. Um, It should be big. It should be something that feels impossible for you. Um, But I want you to think about that because I don't want you to like, Settle for some small goal, some small accomplishment. I want you to think big. Think, think about something that seems way outside your comfort zone. And then I want you to go all in on that goal. Because you know what? You can do anything you set your mind to. Why not set it on something big? So going into 2021, um, accomplishing the impossible. That is one thing I'm really focused on. I'm also going to get even better at failing. Like since failing is how we succeed, I'm going to get really good at failing. I'm going to embrace a lot of failure. I'm going to anticipate it, plan on it and build up a huge pile of failures with everything that I do because I know that every time I fail, I move on. And for example, this handstand thing I'm doing, this is a lot of failure. I am literally falling on my face or my butt like many times a day. It doesn't scare me as much. It scared me at first, like falling and stuff like that. But now I'm kind of getting the hang of it. And I just think it's hilarious that I'm this like grown man, like trying to do something and just falling down and just, i crack myself up. But the more I do it, the better I'm, I'm getting at it. Like the, the more I do it, the stronger I get, the more I do it and fail, the more I learn how not to do it, what doesn't work. And, um, I'm getting better and I'm making progress. So failing is something I'm just going to embrace even more, and I want to get really good at failing. Um, And then the other thing about this coming year is that I want to continue to learn, and continue to grow, and continue to change, and continue to become more of who I want to be. I love, love, love learning. I'm always reading books. I'm always learning something new. Um, I always want to expand who I am. You know, I said this earlier, like I'm a different person now than I was a year ago. And I look back over that and I can point to all the reasons why all the challenges I've faced, the books I've read, the podcasts I've listened to, the people I've coached, all the training that I've done, the certifications I've been, all the stuff that I've done and learned has helped me to grow and change, and become who I am today. I am not the same person today as I was at the beginning of this year. And I don't want to be the same person at the end of 2021 that I am right now. So I want to be more. I'm very, very excited about this next year. I really am. I can't wait to see what I can do. I can't wait to see what you can do. So here's the thing. You get to make 2021 whatever you want it to be for you. Why not make it like the most amazing year of growth yet for yourself? Because you know what? you can. You get to decide. Take radical responsibility for all of your results. Make the impossible happen next year. What would that look like for you? What would it look like to go all in on yourself on some big-ass goal? How would that feel? Does that scare you a little bit? It should. <laughs> it should scare you because that means you're kind of getting out of your comfort zone. This stuff scares me too, but I do it anyway. Because when you get out of your comfort zone, you push past that fear and everything that's where you become more. That's where all the good stuff is. Okay. Remember January 3rd, the uh, running lean monthly coaching group opens up. We're going to be doing the, uh, achieving the impossible workshop. we got that weight loss training course for runners that you'll have access to. You'll learn exactly how to become a lean fat burning machine. You get those live group coaching calls with me, go all in on yourself in 2021. Just go to runningleanpodcastcom forward slash join. Get on the list. And hey, this has been an amazing year. I look back at this year and I love, love, love it. I love 2020. It was amazing. Um, thank you guys for uh, listening and supporting me and uh, just being a part of my tribe here. I love each and every one of you. Keep on running lean. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> If you've tried to lose weight by running miles and miles or starving yourself and you've had zero results, you are not alone. This model of weight loss is broken, it's never worked, and it has to be replaced. That's why I created a powerful new training just for you called How to Become a Lean Running Machine. You'll discover why running more and eating less does not work for weight loss. And you'll learn the three secrets to losing weight and keeping it off for good. To get this free training right now, just go to runningleanpodcast.com slash lean and learn how you can become a lean running machine.